Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? A wonderful uh, chat with a new friend, Ravi Patel. We really hit it off, and uh, he's a really, really funny guy, and he has a wonderful new movie, uh, which gave me all sorts of the, all sorts of the feelings. Uh, we get into this. He did, he did a wonderful movie that's coming out, or it's out in select theaters now, called Meet the Patels, and uh, I watched it. Uh, our friend Allison put us in touch, and we talked all about it. It's interesting because it's about the traditional Indian uh, arranged marriage, and being from a kind of non-traditional Christian arranged marriage, you see that I had a uh, I have and had in this conversation a lot of kind of feelings and uh, projections onto his character in the film. Obviously, it's a documentary, so it's really him. But we talk about that. I think it's really, really interesting, and I think that's what a good documentary uh, should do, is spark uh, conversations like this and kind of get you thinking. So I I highly encourage people to look for Meet the Patels. Very, very funny, very well-made, very heartfelt, very inspiring, interesting. So check that out. There's no ad for this episode, and I have very few tour dates coming up. Uh, just if you're hearing this the day it comes out, this weekend I will be in Toronto for the Just for Laughs Festival doing a live podcast as well as some stand-up shows. So I hope you can come out to that. It's looking like Utah is going to have to be rescheduled, unfortunately. Uh, but for a good reason. Um, some of you may have seen that uh, me and Judd Apatow are doing a pilot uh, based on my life shortly after my divorce and uh, me kind of being thrown into the New York comedy scene as a result. And I'm so, so, so excited. I'm actually in New York right now, and we've been casting and scouting, and it is just, it's just unbelievable. It is, it's just exciting, and I'm very tired, but in the very best of ways. So thank you for all the support, and people have been so kind and generous with their compliments and well-wishery, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, And we've been stockpiling a lot of podcasts in the meantime, uh, as to not miss an episode We've never missed an episode, not during the talk show, not during anything. So, Ravi, uh, we're not really going in order. I've been taping an episode almost every day. Uh, we actually talk about that a little bit in this episode. Uh, so you'll hear. It gets it gets great. It gets interesting. And I hope you enjoy Ravi Patel. Check out his movie, Meet the Patels, out now. And uh, go to PeteHolmes.com if you want uh, T-shirts or tour dates or any of that good stuff. And in the meantime, thank you again uh, for your support. Very exciting times, and I'm happy to share them with you. All right, get into it. These are your bars. You know, yeah. I saw that. This bar saves lives. I saw that, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Are these for us, or are these just demos? Guys. Would yeah. you mind sitting here? That's the. You want me to sit there? You've been to India. Let's be close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all about intimacy there. As long as it's not sex, I think you can, everything's uh, open. Would you actually help me with that? We'll talk about the bar. I. You want me to help you with sex? Yeah, where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, well, Kama Sutra joke here. I, um, first of all, so nice to meet you. Yeah, you too, I loved man. Your, I loved your movie very much. Very, you very did? good. You and your sister, uh, Geets? Yeah, Geeta. Is yeah, it, but I call her Geets. Is it yeah, Geetica? Yeah. It's, it's just Gita. Gita. It's just Gita. Gita. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, you yeah. just said that. And yeah, I, I just said that and then you asked. said something else. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, is Gita short for Gitika? I don't know how many uh, No, that's what I figured. That's what I thought you went. Yeah. 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 But uh, what about, is it Peter? Yeah, it's Peter. Not Peterka? 
No, none of us. Salty dog. If I went to India, I would gla- gladly be Pitaka. Uh, is there? Is there? No, you just call me Peter. But anyway, <laughs> India has always been one of those things. Like it's so exotic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I'm done traveling in the way that people go to say. Like uh, I love London. I love Ireland. Right. I love uh, what are other places? Even um, what? What else? Have you been to India? I've never been to India. Oh. I've been to like Egypt. Like Egypt is pretty weird. Uh, weird meaning exotic. I've never been there. But it's not. It's not what I see when I watch your movie. You know what I mean? It's not guys <laughs> on a bike with so many bags of grain that outweigh the bike by ten times. Yeah, grain's he's, huge. Yeah. He's got like three teeth, and he's whizzing by you in a way yeah. that demonstrates his deep Hindu faith. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he really. <laughs> well, believes. that was one particular farmer that we wanted to put in the cast in the film. Uh. Which we thought would bring a lot of eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you should go to India. I, mean, I don't know if I would like. Most white people are obsessed with with India. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a thing. I think Alanis Morissette is Alanis going to do the podcast. Eventually, I sure hope she does. <laughs> and she she's one of those. Is there a term for it, like Anglophile or audiophile, Indiaphile? There must be. I don't know what it is. But specifically, know. white people. Oh, did how did break that something? happen? Did this break uh, something? I don't know. No, no, it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't you. This flipped or something. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. It's fine. Are we still recording? It's just we can't. We just can't hear ourselves. Um, oh, oh shit! Sorry. But specifically, white people don't don't be silly. Can I? I'm gonna pull out a juice while we're talking. Do your juice fast. Just doing a juice cleanse. Nothing more LA than this. Can I offer you? Uh, I have like a little bar here. It's like a coconut type bar. That's so sweet of you. I'll here. I'll out LA you and go. I'll read the ingredients. Is that true? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that is so elegant. Why are you eating like this? What? Uh, th- th- that's a, there's a story behind that, right? Yeah, we can. T- look, I'm going to write down India so we don't forget because I want to get your thoughts okay. on that. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's, how's no, this let's thing? Talk is it about... edited? What, 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 no. What? no. Okay. So just, this is all happening right now. I was going to say. I don't know why I'm in like a roasty mode. Just like your documentary, it's it's just mostly <laughs> raw footage. Uh, I loved your your movie. There, oh, thank you so much. So many candid stuff and so many moments where you're like. Oh my God! The balls on your sister to film it, and the willingness yeah. of your family to have it filmed. Oh, this is just coconut water. This is yeah. This is like an this in-betweensies. is for you though. This is an in betweensies. Yeah, yeah, this is for me. I know. Yeah, I thought you, you were want... offering me a coconut. No, I'm not thing. offering. Well, now I feel like I should. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't. It's a lot of coconut water. I could totally give you half. I don't. I don't oh, want it. So, oh, but thanks for saying that, man. Yeah, you, no, you it's seem... very difficult. I've listened to, to a number a of your podcasts. Oh, cool. And thanks. I, I mean. I was really excited to talk to you. One, just because I think you're really smart and funny, but oh, I think you sound to me like a guy who's like you seem like you're really close to your family or like a family type. Oh, of that's guy. very interesting. But that's not the case. You know, as I was watching it, Katie left. As I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, I hope I can relate to Ravi because he's close with his family." And you're not. At and all. I have a heart. Not only am I, I, I am individually because of the religious stuff. Or? No, no, no. Uh, there's we're just. Ah, I don't know. Both of my parents kind of grew up without parents. Right. So it's it's one of those, like, they did the best they could sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not, and they gave me a lot of love, mm-hmm. and I love them very deeply. We get along best as individuals. If I have, like, dinner with my dad, for right. example, we'll have this wonderful outpouring. You know, there's a chance we might cry. He He's not withholding. He'll tell me, I'm so proud of you. I love you. I see your grandfather, your grandma. Like, we'll talk all that yeah. good family stuff. My mom, same thing. I, I joke that she's like... <laughs> You know, in love with me, and we go out and we we have really great talks, like, like their dates. 
They are. I was going to joke. Right. It's a little early in the podcast for yeah. me, but I'm glad you made that joke. Because yeah. it is. It's like my whole life I've gone on these like little dates with my mom. But that's the thing. Isn't that like the classic son-mother thing? Yeah, Freud. Freud yeah, yeah, yeah. A there's a whole, there's like books written on this, what you're talking about. And then, oh, what about siblings? And then I have an older brother. Okay. And here's the funny thing. So I watched your movie with my girlfriend, who's very close with her brother, mm-hmm. and she was laughing in this way, she loved the relationship between you guys the best. Mm-hmm. That was like, I, I don't know why, the rational mind. We want to rank things, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying she really responded to that. And I said while we were watching it, I said, oh, you want to do this with your brother. Like, if your brother weren't already married, this would mm-hmm. be a dream come true. Right. Whereas, uh, you know, I haven't met my brother's uh, girlfriend or whatever's going oh, on. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? We're not close like that. So th- see, so I have more questions, and I would not mind if we spend this entire time. Uh, really don't don't homes. interview me. I do wonder, and we if, only have ninety minutes, just so you know. That's good. Okay, I I only have like eighty five. Uh, so I that, knew I was hoping you would make that joke, but I didn't want you to think that I was <laughs> I was judging it based nope. on the merit of the podcast. That's why I'm telling you up top. You want to hear something crazy? And yes, I hope please. this is making you feel insignificant. This is one of three podcasts I'm doing today. Great. This is a, well, I mean, like, use I'm it all. Another on one this right one. after this. I'm using it all, man. All the just, <laughs> should we mention the name of the movie? I mean, I'm not I'm not in the podcast business. It's not really a promotion podcast it really isn't i mean we can i I did mention the movie and the only way we can talk about the movie and i'm kidding but we don't really have people on to promote things but you're promoting you don't no that's just well that's this is a spirituality podcast this is like a life life philosophy podcast but see that's why i was excited to talk to you and that's why i thought you were a big family guy because i've heard you talk about like mindfulness and meditation and like like and i'm really into all that kind of stuff Uh uh but i only got into it later in life and you, you know, a lot of times people who are into that, I mean, like one of the major kind of tenets of mindfulness is community yeah. and, and giving Buddy. to it. One of the biggest contradictions in my life is that I'm always saying, I wish we lived in an ashram. You know what I mean? I wish we lived in a kibbutz. I wish we were, I wish we lived in summer camp for the white people. <laughs> what? But how, how would I you... wish we lived in a community, like a village. Well, you do. I mean, I think with comedy, I mean, I think that's sure. a real, that's a, a very unique community of I people. I agree. And that's one of the things I love about it. We really do. Like, we're all each other's emergency contacts and stuff. Like, yeah. it's crazy and, and very close and wonderful. But, like, so here I am wishing I had that all the time, but then I also will, like, isolate a lot of the time, too. So that's the contradiction. Right, right, right. And then, like, I could, just like anybody, make more effort to be closer with my family. Sure. But, you know... I don't know. At a certain point, I tell a, I tell a joke on stage about my dad going deaf, and it, it, he's just kind of losing his hearing a little bit. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you're very funny. <laughs> I said to him, I said, this is what I say on stage. I go, Dad, and it's true. I go, Dad, you should get a hearing aid. They're tiny. And, he, and this is what he says, and this is a very good example of my family. He goes, yeah. what could you be saying? And then, <laughs> like, which is like on the surface kind of hurtful. Right, like right, You're like, right. oh, he doesn't give a shit. But that's like just how we joke with each other. It's not... My dad, if he were your dad in your movie, would be like, I don't care. As long as you could just marry somebody, it's fine. And then he'll watch like a Red Sox game. And there's a freedom to that. You know what I mean? Sure. They're not involved. When I see families like yours, and it's not about your family. When right. I see close families, I'm intimidated and it creeps me out. Oh, wow. Yeah. But here's why. So this mindfulness thing, we're still in like the first stage. We're still getting through like... No, 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 no. Here's why, though. It's because I'm projecting me onto you. Well, that's how everyone takes in any piece of art, right? That's what I'm saying. Right. And when you're making a film that's inviting people to like watch something very, very personal, and it's a wonderful film, everybody should see it, and it's very thought-provoking, but all I'm doing is projecting. Because it feels like an invitation to evaluate. 
Not judge, sure. but evaluate. Absolutely. You're supposed 100%. the way the movie is cut is you're supposed to go, what's he gonna do? And that's <laughs> you going, Well, I hope he does this. Or I hope he does that. <laughs> yeah. It's very hard to watch it in And that hope is the projecting, right? Here's yes. My yeah. pro, not, my projection actually is this. I got married when I was twenty two. So I read that. I read your Wikipedia page right oh, thank I you. In. Yeah, I wanted to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. And outsourced I, was a community, by the way. There you got some Were you on outsourced? Of course I'm Indian. Yeah. Well how could I not Kumail do that? Kumail wasn't on outsourced. He's Pakistani, but I, Yeah, but know. he's like he's like I mean, he's like such an insane success who, story uh, of the guy who's like from Pakistan and is probably one of the most mainstream success. Like I, I have so much respect for that guy. He's so smart. And oh, he's funny. great. You know, yeah. he's one of my dearest friends. By we, completely we, avoiding we what Indians. I know. Yeah, he's, yeah I, I admire it. Like a guy with an accent to achieve what he's achieved. Yeah, is no small feat. I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about it a lot. There was like a weird thing, kind of post nine. We just say post nine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we wanted to kind it of. It happens once a year. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a huge tragedy. And that's when we were really starting to do stand up, like right around 2000. You guys kind of came up together. We started the same week in Chicago. What? How does that happen? You met at the same show? We met at the second time we were both going up in Chicago. That's amazing. And we used to hang out constantly. And then when the post nine theory is still just a theory. Right. And you're just curious about like what is it like but you did see uh America was like we we need to resolve this somehow. We can't just have villains. We need to have we want to see other brown people being excellent. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the theory is that how could I know this? Because it was that just, time. No, no. But the we theory, just noticed because we started pre nine, and right. then we noticed post nine. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to ask Kumail about it. And I bet if we, if you listen to his podcast, I bet we did talk about it. Really? Because we've talked about it. But the times. theory is that like uh, post nine, yeah. that things were really bad for the brown man. But then right. as a response to that, well, nobody struggle, likes, There was almost. Yep. A, I don't want to say overcompensation, but it was more. You can definitely say there's more of us on television than there are. Like we're yeah. overrepresented right now. Yeah, on television. That, yeah, and that's and that's exciting and it's appropriate yeah. and and there's flows and it's it's crazy that sometimes it takes some. You know, sometimes Tig gets cancer and that's what brings her to HBO. Tig was ready for HBO before cancer. Yeah. You know what way, I mean? Have you seen that movie? I it's have seen so, the Netflix great. movie. It's wonderful. It's so That's good. a really great documentary. I love documentaries. I loved it. I love documentaries too. I am yeah. way out of my depth. I just want to say with the post nine theory, I we I think we both just noticed that as you're saying, yeah. brown people had a resurgence. If yeah. it had anything to do with uh, that, who knows? But it happened around that time. Oh, we're in the middle time. of like a brown, like the golden age of brown. It's been brown going right on now. for a long it's time. It's crazy. There's, it feels like there's an Indian person on every, or South Asian person on every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's yeah. just, it's become one of the new. It, yeah. you, it was one of these guys, one of these guys, and now casting people yeah. seem to be... And not even in stereotypical roles. No. In yeah. fact, people, I think your average uh, citizen of whatever, Delaware, would be like, what the fuck? Why is he in a 7-Eleven? That's, <laughs> That's ignorant. Watch the movie yeah. Bad Boys, you know, from like the early 2000s, and it's all just like, like 7-Eleven and, and cab IT drivers. Guy, even yeah. watch Men in Black. Like he hails a cab and he throws out the medallion. <laughs> And like there was just like it was I'd like looking back at that. like Jackie Chan, uh, uh, not Jackie Chan, excuse me, Bruce Lee. That's embarrassing. No. But Bruce Lee, uh, there's that movie Dragon about him, and he goes to the movies and he watches yeah. the way they had like you know uh, the guy with the buck teeth and the and the big straw hat. No idea what you're talking about, but yeah, just like racist, like right. That's right. how close. So our version of that was like we were like it's funny, <laughs> and look, I liked it at the time because I was like 19. You're like, oh, the, the Indian guy, and he doesn't know how to swear. Like, yeah. that's a big thing. He's like, shut your fuck, or whatever. You're like, yeah, <laughs> he's foreign. Now you'd be like, get that shit out of my face. Like, 
But there's more to that. But there's more to it than just that. I mean, obviously, it's incredible. Like the role I play on uh, on Grandfather, I'm a yeah. chef, and I'm like, there's nothing Indian about the guy yeah. at all. But I don't think it's just because all of a sudden the world was ready for an Indian guy to play some like something that was just could have been anyone. I also think I had earned my way to that role, and I think all of us start. Mm as like our kind of perceived stereotypes and then we earn our way to you know broader roles as people right. start to trust us and that is what's magical about kumail is that he never did the as far as i know i mean i'm not too familiar with his career but no, I, like i, I feel like all of a sudden confidence. i feel like all of a sudden like and i remember the first time i heard i heard his stand-up when mm. he, his accent was even much thicker and has it gotten down I, it seems to me yeah. that it's gone down. And you I know, remember... I would trust the ear that dips in from time to time. <laughs> right, right, You know right. what I mean? I just saw a friend of mine... Because you've been with it the whole time, That's so it's, right. less, it's hard to notice, yeah. A friend of mine just got pregnant, and her voice is 100% different. It's, like, right. so weird. It's like, like how you don't notice Ray Romano. What's that? Like, you don't notice... Exactly. Though you must have, because you've grown so much. <laughs> now you make I'm me... still waiting on my height. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't happened uh, yet. You're not a short fella. You seem, I'm, you I'm, seem I'm, average. I'm, I'm on the shorter side. No, you're actor tall. You're, like, actor normal. Oh, you think so? I go into audition. You don't want to be this. Why not? I go into auditions and they have to t- pan or tilt the camera up. They yeah. might as well just say no, right? Well, there. there's a whole new lighting situation that happens there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I'm a special. Yeah. They need a new grip. But, you know, I got, I got, I got all sorts of lighting stuff. And they what do you all, mean? They, well, that you know, like because like with the brown skin and like always, there's white people in the scene. There's the, that's oh, a, I guess common that's obstacle. Interesting. Yeah. Is it a lighting thing? They have to light it. There's a, a lighting bit differently? thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess if you shown the same light on a really pale person, it might like you and I would never like be powder. in the same yeah setup. It but just I, wouldn't happen. If I was in a scene with Tom Cruise, I would look like like my giant. But wouldn't that feel good? It would. <laughs> and then I'd great. scoop them up and I'd whisk them away. <laughs> Have you done a ton of acting? I've done a lot of improvising. I've done a lot of sketch acting. Sketch acting. You've done voiceover yeah. work according to Wikipedia I've done a lot of voiceover. Yep, yep. You really did your Reese. Mm-hmm. Your Reese. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that – and I agree with what you're saying that you earned it as an actor and your merit. And I do think also it's not just – Well, in- it wasn't one or the other. I just think they both happened kind of concurrently. And I think, and I, think I would say the same about Kumail. Like yeah. the first time I heard him do stand-up, it's like – it's so uh, relentlessly authentic and smart. Yeah, like that you can't you can't deny that guy's wit and intelligence. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, good for him to do it. I mean, I'm sure he didn't set out to. You know, I'm sure he just wanted to be a comedian. You know, him but. and Aziz were friends of mine, and both of them had similar. I'm not doing any. I yeah. won't play a cab driver. Did he have the same complex that Aziz has about it? Like Aziz. I never heard is, Kumail really talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So that's different because Aziz, he's less so now. He's actually becoming, I think now as he's becoming older and more of yeah. an adult, I think he's like more kind of accepting of that that lens in his life exists. Yeah. But if, you know, if you'd asked him like 10 years ago, he's like, I don't believe in doing Indian jokes or I don't believe in doing, right. I don't believe it's affected my life at all. I've heard Mindy Kaling do the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, but I hope that's what I, I guess. But I'll, that's a denial of your very existence to me. It's like, there's a middle ground. Well, I understand that. Yeah. And I think that might even be where we're headed. You know what I mean? Because the truth is, if Kumail uh, were to do, uh, say, a feature film or, or like a show mm-hmm. that was about him, of course, out come the parents. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, so it's like this, like, I'm not Indian, I'm not Indian, yeah. I'm not Indian. But the second we need to, like, really delve into some serious storytelling, mm-hmm. guess who's Indian? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, I'm not say- and Kumail would say the same. Well, it's fine as long as it's organic. And I mean, Kumail, Kumail mentions it, and but he doesn't he doesn't go out of his way to do. But brown it's mostly jokes. in his. It's it's, it's organic it's to something that already exists. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't affecting or changing his life. So nobody, 
and this is obvious, nobody expects me to go up and talk about being Irish and Lithuanian. No one's I'm, expecting that, huh? I'm allowed. Mm, That's a big market you're, you're ignoring. ignoring. Yeah. Actually, I've heard Lithuania, they love American stand-ups. Uh, Blowing it. Because they watch all these YouTube clips. Anyway, but it's like he, the white male in particular gets to go up and be whatever he wants. It's like the global passport. Sure. You know what I mean? Kumail goes up and they're like, it's almost like being a little person or, or being a giant or, or being a, a sexy woman. Like, yeah. there's a, like, talk about it right away. Address <laughs> right. it. And You're right. Kumail, post nine, would say, so I'm from Pakistan. We're the good guys, right? <laughs> right? That, so he, That's but a then, good Kumail. Thank you. Well, no, thank you. <laughs> then he, well, now we're friends. Yeah. But then he would just do his act and it was all about, he had one joke about arranged marriages, actually. Oh, really? It went like this. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. I'll try my best. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear it as Kumail, though. Okay. I don't want to hear Pete Holmes' version of this joke. No way. Okay. They wouldn't work. No, it would. You know what I mean? It yeah, has to. No, be white guys have a license to be anyone. Uh, that's true. I can. Yeah. Well, here I am just, using my passport to go to Kumail. Just reference. He goes noting like, you. Good. So, um, where I come from, your parents find someone for you to marry, and my parents told me that they had found someone for me to marry, which, but then I found out it was my second cousin, which is legal in my country, but still. <laughs> Shitty for the kids. He was very Woody Allen. Like he would do that swallow. He'd go still. It is shitty for the kids. He does. Now that you bring it up, he has a little bit of that cadence. Yeah. Oh no, he yeah. loved Woody Allen. That yeah. was the influence that he was wearing in his That's first awesome. couple of years. And then he goes, I, "Who doesn't love? I mean, you, you love." Oh, Woody he's Allen, great. Right? He's great. Uh, we actually in the movie did a version of like, you know, there's animation as like, yeah, I know, kind of interstitials. Before we even got to animation, we. Had experimented with like doing like I was doing like Seinfelding stand up type stuff, but then the one at, that we did after that, which is like Woody Allen type monologues, uh-huh. you know. Oh, in, then, place in, in place of the animation, in place of the animation. So that was like kind of the main like kind oh, of storytelling technique, and then the, it would it would cut to like you know Woody Allen in his films, like he'll do a lot of those monologues, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it goes off to some imaginary like place that happens within the verite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that didn't I'm work. still laughing at I only have 85 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you saying that I said that you're yeah, laughing at my I'm joke. laughing at yeah, your yeah, joke thank, thank you looked you. at me like I was yeah. reminding you of my joke yeah, yeah. and that I was rushing you or something that was yeah, yeah. completely wrong I was trying yeah. to compliment you well you interpreted you. a lot out of that look just I now. sure did <laughs> well you're a good actor you got a lot of expressive face I do I do I get it from my parents <laughs> your dad's face I want Isn't that he... to be my alarm clock oh uh, dude he is cinema gold he's unbelievable I, I was like if you sketched this man, this is not an insult. It would be his be face. Like, yeah, yeah. But if you drew a cartoon, yeah. <laughs> it would be his if you face. did a cartoon about your family. Which we did, by the way. Which the you did yeah. in the movie. But, you know, you toned down the dad a little bit. You smoothed out the dad. He was a little smoother. He's more angular. Yeah. And he's he, yeah. he almost looks like, I don't want to insult your dad. He just looks dramatic. He's very, look, I mean. It wouldn't I, be insulting. I don't have family an insulting family looks like thought. Muppets. I yeah. Feel like, I mean, <laughs> I think it's adorable. Yeah. It's so crazy, though, because like mom and dad are now becoming like pseudo- Famous. famous. If I, I saw your dad, I'd be more excited than seeing, say, Bradley Me. Cooper. <laughs> no, but that, that happens. We would go to festivals. Like there was a point we were doing festivals for, like last year and a half, and there was a point where people would like rush across the room, like, and you'd think they saw Brad Pitt. And yeah, and it was them. And I, I would crazy. flip out. They were first. I watched the preview, and if you just watch the preview. Yeah, they cut together an amazing preview. Then in the movie, you just you're—it's like the Joker in Dark Knight. You just want them to come back. It's character. not that you're yeah. not enjoying the Batman parts. Yeah, you're, you're the Batman part, but you're like, get that, get those crazy people back. And they're not yeah. crazy. That's that's yeah, yeah. Here, let's talk. Do you mind if we talk about the film in a way that spoils it a little bit? Uh, as long as it's in a qualitative sense, without giving away the ending. Does that make sense? All so in right. terms of themes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Do you want to mouth to me what you want to talk about? 
No. <laughs> that was a bet. Well, let's talk about – because I, I said disgust uh, and the projection thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear all about this. Is my first marriage was similar to an arranged marriage. How so? so? Yeah, here, here we are, white bread, my girlfriend and I. Yeah. Uh, Where are you from? You're from like Utah? I'm from Boston. Yeah, Boston. I look like I'm from That's Utah. Right. Yeah. That was racist though. Yeah. Uh, on me? Yeah, on you, of course. Yeah, white guys come from Boston too. That's true. Pretty white place. Yeah, but I look like I'm Isn't from that, Utah. I mean, that's where Plymouth is. Yeah. 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 That's where we landed. Yeah, the whitest. Yeah. Very, very white. But yeah. uh, I uh, – so I grew up religious in a way that maybe wouldn't be that crazy in India. Like people grow up that religious. But I grew up that religious Christian here. Mm-hmm. Then it came time for me to move out of the house. I was 21. Mm-hmm. And my mom was just like, well, you should get married. And I was dating a girl. And I did. I didn't – there was no proposal. There was just like – it was very much like your movie. It was a it was conversation. Like, it was a It decision. was a conversation. Between I, the families? Not – see, that's where we – Did you have like a meeting? How did this go down? It, here's the – the way the families, it was kind of inferred. It was like they're similar values. You know what I mean? They're similar people. Yeah. This is what? The Catholicism? What, what were you? It was regular. Protestant. Regular, huh? Catholic, it's funny. It's Catholic. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that uh, that regular got you know were that intense about getting married early. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Catholics to me are way more. You should talk to that guy in the film, the funny guy in the film. Yeah. To me, are are more like they'll. I are more liberated. Is the oh. is the good way to put it? Meaning. They know where their faith is and they know where their life is. Right. And they kind of have a better time compartmentalizing that. So <laughs> yeah, they're disparate. Yeah. And and Protestants like me are like, Jesus everywhere, Jesus watching, Jesus watching me jerk it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was having he sex does, with, He sees a lot. He um, sees a lot. He's a big yeah. voyeur. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> He's really into it. Yeah, guys, I'm Pornhub right now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. This is his streaming. <laughs> yeah, our lives are two thousand hey. Holy Spirit, 2015 streaming. <laughs> so they He's come and they watch. Made. Yeah, all He's the angels made. are all watching. But uh, the idea of so I was sleeping with her, and I, but here's the thing: I was going to move to Chicago, and then my mom was like, "Get married," and then I did, and then so that's why here's some of the things, and we can edit out if we spill too much about the movie. Sure. But you say one thing that bothered me is you say I want to be married, mm-hmm. and that I'm just like, oh Jesus! Like mm-hmm. it really bothered. What me. does this have to do with Jesus again? We're just bringing. I'm just blaspheming. No right. Okay. <laughs> so what bothered so you, you said about that? that? Well, we, we can do it one by one. Which of these interests you more? And then watching <laughs> your family kind of orchestrated for an inexperienced guy by your own admission mm-hmm. you're very mm-hmm. inexperienced mm-hmm. and you're kind of like i'm going to trust these these none people. of these are spoilers so far and you want to trust these people mm-hmm. and but you're conflicted very conflicted and i see that but then i'm watching and i want to it was one of the weirdest things in the world and this isn't i'm pretty sure this is not a spoiler i'm not going to say how it ends at all in fact i think it'll just make people want to watch it mm-hmm. i couldn't believe i was so rooting for you to marry an indian girl Oh really? Hard. Yeah. And and whether or not you do, yeah. the whole mo- I'm talking about halfway through the movie. Yeah. I was shocked that I was a hundred percent on your parents' side because here you are by your own yeah. admission. You're like, I've I've only dated one person. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. then I'm like, yeah, go, maybe trust them. They seem happy. <laughs> and you That's seem what it was, though. you seem to have that longing for your heritage and your roots. Yeah. Did you hear on NPR the, re- the the retirement community that the guy built in Florida? Yes, the Patels in Florida. The Patels in yeah. Florida. Yeah. And it's and they talk about this phenomenon, the older you get, the more you start craving how you were raised and the culture. Yes. It's really strange because it starts to feel a little bit racist, but they're like 
No, I, I can't help it. I just want to be around other Indians because they were raised this way. And then, yep. and then I see you, your character. I know it's you, mm-hmm. but your character in the film mm-hmm. is going like, I felt this when I would date non-Christian girls. I would be like, this is great. I love her. Mm-hmm. But fuck my face. I think it's right around the corner yeah. my, the way I was raised. Right. And now I'm with someone who was raised like me and, and I have a lot of comfort, even though I don't believe the way that I believed. I have a lot of comfort knowing that she knows what I'm talking about. So I'm really rooting for you and I'm afraid yeah. for you the whole movie. <laughs> now you talk. That was all of my thoughts. No, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was conflicted. I... You know, I, I think I grew up with this idea that my life would be kind of at a different place at that point. You know, I was almost about to turn 30 Yeah, when the movie starts. And, you know, I'm 36 now, so this thing took place. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Now yeah. all I want to do is ask for Where updates. Where my life is now. And, oh, I yeah. just want updates. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> this is like yeah. Googling Robert Durst yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please go on. I am going to talk the hell out of you off we, mic, we, we know we did it. Uh, <laughs> what was he the said he did it. it was the well, best. obviously, I killed That him. looked like it was so good, it felt like it was scripted. It was so good. I know, and he forgot twice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I now call whenever I'm mic'd, and I and I think I'm going to like say something bad. I'm like, I almost Robert Durst-ed it. Yeah, I want it to be a verb. Does that kill most of the time? People get it. 75% of the people time? People get it. Yeah, but the people get it love it. People love it. Sound guys are going to get it. They heard about the it. The sound guys it's love like the a Stallone good sound story. guy bit. Sound, the they, Stallone one? Yeah, the, you know oh, Stallone. What's the Stallone one? Work the balls? No. Cup the balls, work the shaft, say my name? No, I've heard that, but I don't know where it comes from. That comes from Stallone wearing his mic into the... Into, this is so commonplace. I am not talking out of school. Everyone knows the story. No, but I don't. I'm, he I'm, wore a mic into his trailer, allegedly, mm-hmm. got a beach, and said to the girl... <laughs> Cup the balls, work the shaft, say my name. God, so controlling. I've seen T-shirts that say that. That's Sound amazing. Guy. It's very, very. But funny. when you're him, I guess you can just do because you're also in a hurry. I guess you know we're, we're in between setups, <laughs> he and just, he knows what gets him there. He's, he's like, I'm Stallone. This say Stallone. Say Stallone. Yeah, yeah. He gets off to that. I'm going to um, make sure I can tell that story. <laughs> um, Go on. Yeah. This, I, I, look, I was conflicted, but yeah. you know, it was weird because I grew up in this kind of dichotomy of. Both worlds. Models of marriage. Yeah, yeah, where, you know, obviously I grew up watching the romantic comedies and all the stuff that we grew up watching. Yeah. And we live in a, you know, our society is kind of conditioned to almost entirely believe in this concept of love. And it's this passive experience that almost happens to us. Like I, we're just like drinking coffee and we bump into someone that we're making out we're married. Like, right. That's kind of – and then by the way, the minute it goes away, like this relationship's not It's the projection anymore. of your – it's like your inner avatar. You, what you've been raised to believe love is. You see that projection in another person and then you run to it and you squeeze do, but, it and hold on to it. But what I'm saying is I think, I think most people in America are raised with that. Oh, yeah. With that concept. No, that's the know? idea. Yeah. But then my parents – You've heard the hot soup one? No. Is this about Stallone again? <laughs> I should have gone to his Wikipedia page. I was really trying. I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm thoughtful. I'm going to mention outsource. I know he did improv out of college. <laughs> no, I'm not you taking a fucking hot, Stallone quiz in here. No, that is so funny. Hot soup is this. Americans get married. They get hot they get hot soup and they let it get cold. Indians arrange marriage, get cold soup and let it get hot. That's great. Hit it. It's not too That's late. That's great. We should not too late to cut it. Documentary. Cut it in. Cool. Cut it in. That would have killed him. Cut it in. That would have killed. Cut it in. It's too late. It hasn't been released yet. Oh, I had someone. Uh, I had someone Facebook me 
four days ago asking to be taken out of the documentary. Who? We're in 65 theaters right now. Oh, my like, Jesus. What you... <laughs> if ever I've loved it. Yeah. Who was it? it was this guy's a family friend. No, he's a family friend, uh, and we filmed at their wedding. He's barely in it. Uh, it's the guy like, that gets married? Yeah, he's one of the... Mar- you know, we have that big wedding uh, montage. But not the guy you say, do you have any doubts? No, no, no. That was in India. Um, but this guy, like, he gets... You know, we have this big wedding season montage. Yeah. And... He was like, I've heard, I've heard I'm in it. I don't remember giving you permission or being spoken to about it. And it's like a whole thing. The guy's like a family friend. I'm like, dude, you, we were filming at your wedding. You, yeah. we, we asked your permission. You can tell me who to marry, but I can't yeah. put you in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, I, and then I looked up on our Facebook conversation. The last time I had Facebooked him was me asking who yeah. someone was oh. because we were doing credits for the documentary. Uh-huh. So, so he knew. He knew, but it's a It's got to be tricky. It's a whole thing, man. So anyway, this is what the movie is about. You in the two worlds, romantic love me versus and, arranged love. Yeah, and so like we're, yeah, we're, we're raised to believe in this concept of romance and passive love, basically. But then you look at my parents and you said, like you said, it's cold soup. So their whole thing, even with the biodatas, yep. these matrimonial resumes that the Patel parents pass around to each, to each other, that's all about uh, compatibility. Yeah, it's about aligning all these same kind of like cultural, um, you know, whether it's same language, food, um, you know, coming from the same place, socioeconomic values, and also goals in life. Yeah, the biodata kind of aligns those things, kind of like how internet dating does. I know it's very, it's very similar, but it's yet again. I was rooting for it the whole time. I was like, <laughs> this makes sense. The families get along. The kids are probably going to be somewhat similar to the kids. Because it does make sense. And then you get the values out of the way. It's like, it, even one of them was like, it didn't say this, but it was like, loosely religious is preferred. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> moderately ethical. You know, yeah. like, it, it's very, very honest. One of the best things I heard when I was uh, researching for the film was this editor at Psychology Today told me that there are three major pillars of a successful relationship. And depending on which one, which model of marriage you're kind of raised around, mm. you put emphasis on different pillars. Hit it. So first one is chemistry, which is love. So here in America, we put almost all our eggs in that basket. In India, it's about the latter two pillars almost too much, which is commitment and compatibility. Mm. And it's it was really, for me, it, it was life-changing to to understand that all three of those were significant. Yeah. And it actually affected even how I looked at, at women and what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the one that we put the focus on is mostly love, and I think that's why there's right. so much divorce because the minute it kind of goes away, right, right, people right. feel like this is over. But because at the end of the day, it does you know the Indian ceremony three days long? This yeah. is a Joseph Campbell thing. He's like that's cemented because they understand. Joseph Campbell talks about Indian marriages. He sure does. Really. The mythology of an Indian wedding? Yeah, I didn't know that. Get That's one out of, of my things? face. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's in the. Like, you got to send me like a book list after this. The Power know. of Myth. It's just a transcription of their whole conversation. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll send you, I'll take a picture of that paragraph Great. and I'll send Great. it to Great. you. I appreciate but it. But he, <laughs> you have a dryness that I just, I'm in love with it. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, what were they saying? Oh, but they get it. The people that elope and stuff, mm-hmm. which is a very American thing. Right. I don't think it gets any more American yeah. than falling in love, white hot, running to Vegas and no. getting married. Though it does happen in conservative cultures does as it? a rebellion. Yeah. Oh, because there's no better middle finger. Because you have to elope in order to – yeah. Yep. No better brown middle finger. Yeah. It's either escape or, or the middle finger. Yeah. What Joey Camp sa- says about an Indian wedding is it's cemented. Yeah. Three days. The families are – all the families are there and you're partying and everyone li- – you're literally committing to three days you're with the You're going through the, the hard work. And yeah. everyone's seeing it. Totally. To me, if I were to – Val and I were to get married again, mm-hmm. uh, me to get married again, I would invite the family, invite the friends. To me, it is about the spectacle. Yeah. To me, it is about saying like, will you support us? Will you – 
observe our vows. Like I want mushy as fuck vows and personal mm-hmm. shit in there yeah. because that's what it's about. And that to me is the Indian wedding. We should be riding yeah. on elephants. We should, you can't, it's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You rode on an elephant. You know what I mean? Like that's no, I, what it should I, be. I think that's actually, I think that's kind of profound. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's almost got like, um, there's this book. It's one of those like, you know, life hacking books. Like it's called um, Talent is Underrated. Mm-hmm. And it basically talks about how, you know, it analyzes all the greats like Tiger Woods, Mozart, all these people who we suppose just have more talent than everyone else. Mm. But really what it proves is that they just worked harder than everyone else. Oh, wow. And in order to go from good to great, there's a kind of um, – there's like a threshold that you have to – Really, it's like it's like the difference between like a ninety five percent and ninety eight percent, but it's hard as hell, and it necessarily has to be difficult and unenjoyable, mm. and and that's how you get to greatness. And I think like you could that's liken really that concept to what you just said in relationships, which is like you want to like you, even that three day yeah. wedding. It's yeah. like you put in that work. That's right. It's exhausting, but then that's how you break through right. to like that next uh, level of commitment. And that and, it, and it's an embracing of the idea that marriage is something bigger. Than just the two people. It's a cultural thing. Oh, yeah. It's a spiritual thing, not necessarily a religious thing if you don't yeah. want it to be. But it is certainly it's part of our species, the spirituality mm. of our species. And 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 to own into the story of that, as opposed to just owning into the practicality, well, I'll love her till she starts <laughs> fucking being boring. Well, you know what? That's a big difference though, is because in America it's about individuals mostly. Mm-hmm. Not not entirely, but uh, your, your in life India, should be a work families. of art. It's about families coming together. It's about communities. It's about more than just you. That's right. And, but that, and so, so love, team love ra- Rocky, Rocky, love. His name is Love. L U V H. Oh, Love, the writer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on Outsource, uh-huh. and he said something that blew me away, and it has to do with what we're talking about. He was like, "This whole idea of your life being a work of art is an American idea." He's like the idea that like you should have the perfect job and the perfect spouse and the perfect house yeah. and the perfect downtime and the perfect kids yeah. and the per- you get it. In India, it's just like I like it, it's not. It took me a long time to understand that this is true. It's not sad. It's like I am a iron worker because my father is an iron worker and my great and I am a part of this name that does this thing, and that's that even goes into the marriage things. And we marry these, mm-hmm. and we make more of this, yeah. and it really is a zoomed out culture. It's a Google right. Earth culture. We right. are. GoPros to our forehead culture. Oh, totally. But that's why out of that, there's like all these new studies right now that come as a result of like us being so distracted yeah. and not in the moment. I mean, we, all the mindfulness stuff that you do. I mean, yeah. that's that's there's this whole new like the positive psychology is a whole new uh, like a, what is it like an academic department that didn't exist before in colleges mm-hmm. or the study of happiness is because we have to try harder now to find stillness and appreciate the very simple things in life. But I see a lot of surrender in your parents in the good way. Constant surrender. I don't see I, you, are you understand I'm meaning that as a compliment. Yeah, they're they're um, they're very I mean if anything evidenced by just they're just like the happiest people you've ever because seen because they're constantly surrendering yeah and yeah. giving out opinions at the same time yeah 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 they're no, surrendering they're vibrant. attacking at the same time when they vibrance ro- when they yeah. roast you in the kitchen it's some of the funniest <laughs> i've ever seen it i love that scene Val and i were dying and they're also kind of making the point where they're like look at you it's a yeah. very spiritual it's a bit of an enlightened position they're like look at you thinking you can control this yeah kind of a god man makes plans yeah. god laughs sort of thing right they're right, like right. just fucking dig it baby 
I'm sorry to use Indian language, but it seems appropriate. It's like, this is your karma. You're a Patel. Yeah. This is what we do. And then I see you going like, but, and, I, and you know what, man? We're all buts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, that's, yeah. and that's, that goes back to my projecting, but go on. No, no, I wasn't saying anything. I mean, I, I love that scene. I mean, I think, you know, that makes me think of like one of the other things that I, I kind of got out of this whole thing was the idea of that deciding to go into a relationship with someone is not just like computing the math and the feeling and saying, okay, it's all there. Yeah. It's also, I mean, I think the commitment part of it is actually, it's an intention mm. that you put into the relationship, you know? Yeah. So like, so like for me, it's about deciding that, oh, I want to love this person I and I'm ready to do this thing with them. It's a huge switch. That it's I an ideology. It is. And it, it is, is an, an intention. Yeah. It's not... Are your listeners into this conversation? Do we know? Am, am I, I... I just want to... I just... You know, I don't know. I was just going to be I like, thought, what do we care? Well, but guys, I mean, yeah, joke no, around and stuff. You love jokes. You're great at jokes. This comedy... This podcast has stopped being funny a long time ago. <laughs> not, <laughs> not this one, but all of them. <laughs> I, I, I'm so much more interested in Me this. Me too. Um, and yes, and you're doing wonderfully. Yeah, uh, thank um, you. What was I going to say? Oh, I was it's talking about intention. intention and it's an ideology. Yeah. And that and that is a zoomed out perspective on marriage. It's that kind of weird thing that we hate that people stay married just because they believe in marriage. But like it's really also strange to be like, I'll stay married. And this is Elizabeth Gilbert, who you call the lady from Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, that's right. Like you could say Elizabeth Gilbert <laughs> to me. <laughs> no. She talks about – she was on the podcast. She talked about the, 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 the stool pegs on a modern marriage. It's like has to be my best friend, has to be a co-parent, mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. to be someone who inspires me, mm-hmm. has to be my lover, has to be my best friend if I didn't already say that one. So it's, it's not – yeah. Back in the day, back in your parents' day, even, it wasn't that list. It wasn't that list. It was like this woman. I'm not even trying to condescend, and I know mm. you'll know that this woman will be my partner. Yeah, she will be kind. Oh. She will not fuck up my system of yeah. values, yeah. and she can probably cook. Yeah, it's the next thing in life. It's like you finish college, and you're like, I got to get a job, and you don't just ne- you don't just never get a job because you're not sure if it's right. You just right. start that. You work. just get a job, and like, yeah. I, I mean, this is one of the biggest issues. Also, I mean, this is. This is actually what leads to the symptoms that I described a few minutes ago, which is, you know, I think I heard it described on NPR as the omnipossibility complex, which is this idea that we live in a, in a, in a time, our generation is more over inundated with choice than any other genera- generation before. That means even if we go buy uh, a pair of jeans now, we'll research about it online, then we might go to a store to try on the pair and try on different brands, then we'll go back online to find the one we like at the, at the best at price. price yeah. And we actually do that even in our relationships. And what it leads to is, one, we're pickier, two, we're often not ever able to be able to pick. And even when we do pick... We're not as happy. We're not as happy. We're I don't, not content. because You know we, that. We always think there's better. Well, here's the thing. Online dating made everybody a celebrity. It used to be that you had to be Pauly Shore in the 80s to have your phone blowing up every five minutes. (laughs) But one of the things that really blew me away is if you find a partner on, let's say, eHarmony. I don't know if it's eHarmony. Let's say it's one of those dating sites. And you find somebody. So Mm -hmm. you change your status to in a relationship. I'm assuming you take your profile down. You're now with somebody. Yeah, you should. You still get emails from eHarmony saying – Ashley Madison, you don't do that. Hey. Yeah. You still get emails that are like, hey – People are checking out your profile. You know, I know you're, it's, it's not active, but I mean, you got People this. People can't wait till you are back on the market. So all of a sudden, you're Polly Shore in the 80s. <laughs> and he, but here's the thing, and I've said it many times, but I'll, I'll never stop saying it because it's very valuable. They did the study where they had five paintings, prints of paintings, Picasso, Matisse, whatever, Matisse, Monet. And you go in and you can pick one. They're very nice. They're framed, beautiful. Uh, you go in 
and I say you can pick one and you can have it for free. You pick, uh, you pick Starry Night, Van Gogh. You go home. Second group, I say you can go in, take one, and in two weeks you can change your mind and exchange it for another one. So the group that comes, then that guy takes Starry Night, but then he comes back and changes it for a, a, a Picasso. All right. So then you survey the people a month later how happy they are with their choice. The guy who picked Starry Night and knew that he had to commit to Starry Night, way happier. Yeah. Very, very happy. Yeah. This is an ideology. This yeah. is what I see when you talk yeah. to the guy in India. You go, do you have any doubts? And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that fascinating? It's a what is water thing. We're all fish. Yeah. What is water? You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And and as a as a true you know born and bred just like you American we're supposed to be like man it's supposed to be which color iPhone do you want it's supposed to be you know what do you want your ringtone to be all this customization and we know we're desperate and we're flailing that's why I'm rooting yep. for you I'm like please for some reason I was like I just want you to 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 go with your parents they seem. To know yeah. something. But then I also, of course, relate to the part of you that's like, I don't know if I can. Yeah. Well, I look, I, I almost – I committed to it almost because I wanted to be the kind of person who could see like my parents are so happy and I have people who were born here even in America, like family and friends who did like this semi-arranged marriage system where they were introduced by the parents and then, you know – you know, semi-arranged. People. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more like semi-arranged because it's more like a weird introduction where the parents are kind of agenting the process. One awkward day. Yeah. So I'd seen it work, and even though it made me really uncomfortable, I thought to myself, well, one, I, I do want this kind of like a happiness and bliss in my marriage. I love what they have. And if all these people are saying it works and it's a good thing, and the only thing keeping me from doing it is my discomfort, then I don't want to be the kind of person who doesn't do something yeah. out of you know, just being stubborn. Or just, you know, it's, that's what's so fascinating about the whole film is it's like, what if we take our head out of this bucket of water and stick it in this bucket of water? You know what I mean? Right. And you can breathe underwater. Right. But it's like we're, we're all drowning in, in, in our But doesn't that mess up the analogy if I can breathe on, underwater? <laughs> what is that? Doesn't, that doesn't do good things. I just know. wanted to put you in a different ecosystem. Okay, great. Okay, we got could it. say a different tank of water. Okay, great. Yeah, great. Okay, go. good to know. Okay. But, you know, we're all drowning in all these assumptions all the time. Right. And it's called being an American. And it's like uh, more beef is good. And uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. this, this, I always go to the same things, but I have them as well. Breaking Bad is good or, yeah. or, or marriage is good and more sex with more partners is good and all this sort of stuff. Which is great. And, but it's interesting to go, well, what did these people – because take India is kicking our ass. I mean in the sense that we're teenagers and they're like the old wise person. In terms of like anthropology? In terms of just existing. Yeah. We're like, especially here in LA, you're like, this is where Marilyn Monroe took a shit in 1950. And you're like, yeah, this is where Ganesh descended. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't have been mythological, right, but right. this is the Ganges and this is, we've been bathing in it for how many thousands right. of years? So it's interesting and that's what makes it compelling. I am interested and I wonder if you know if – so here your mom and dad do the old school thing. Uh, really, really old school of doing the yeah, they arranged. Met, they knew each other for like 10 minutes before they got married. Right. I wonder, though, if we're not being Elizabeth Gilbert and we're not, you have to be my inspiration, you need to be my uh, erotic lover, you need to raise my children, you need to cook, Mm -hmm. and you need to – all these different Mm -hmm. things. If you're just saying you're my partner, you'll raise my kids, you'll reflect back my values, Mm -hmm. and you won't complicate things too much and you'll be my friend. I wonder, are people having sex on the side? Well, I think a lot of people – are but that's like a whole nother that's a, that's a whole certainly nother movie. in this town i mean <laughs> oh, i mean in india 
Oh, in India. Because yeah, you hear about yeah. this. You hear about like Orthodox Jews, very, very religious, but then yeah. they go to prostitutes. And they're just yeah, but the like, sex on the side thing is like a completely different thing. Like as a dude, you never stop wanting to have sex on the side. The thing that keeps you from doing sex on the side is honestly – In my like, experience, that respect. goes with women too. <laughs> it does go with <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> have you been cheated on that way? Yeah, that's how I got divorced. With your, oh, yeah, yeah. No. no. That's okay. How did you find out? Can we get into this? I didn't. No, no please. Please, no, please. <laughs> I just, she just told me. It wasn't oh. that dramatic. Yeah. Well, well, I mean look. With dudes, we never stop wanting that. I mean, I think women too. <laughs> I'm going to keep interjecting. Why is that, Pete? Because women like sex too. Because yeah, well, women too, women too. But I think you know, men. I think look, here's what I, I always did the bit you were doing because I was I cheated on. Here's a, yeah, yeah. I was going back <laughs> to the cheating. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I did a yes, um, but what? I do have to leave after 85 minutes. Um, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> How often does a laughter to the Lion King? I don't know. Not, not, every, not everyone. That's a little. Oh, very good. You get a little. If it was Xbox, you'd get that trophy. <laughs> you'd go, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't play video games. I have no baseline of any knowledge. What kind of young man um, are you? Uh, so, wow, what was I saying? You, oh, that whole thing threw me off the line. Uh, we were talking about getting it on the side, and you're. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're, well, look, I do think women want it too, but on a primal level, like I think women seek family and emotional comfort on the most. If you had to. If you had to prioritize, that's the most primal urge. It's funny. Women have. And I think men on a primal level, like. Want to spread it around? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. If you read Sex of Dawn, and I haven't read the whole book, uh, it's interesting that that's been the common. Talk about a bucket of water that we're all in. That's been the bucket of water that we're in going. Women want security, they want goods. They want protection, they want a house, and they want money so they can raise the children. And then they're like, well. Well, Money can't be a primal. Well, uh, provision. Okay, it could provision. be a pile of okay, bananas, so. you know, or it could be yeah. cash. Yeah, and I think cash is a pile of bananas now. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that book is a very good book. Here's your reading list. <laughs> and it says, like, really? That's what we're – your mom's a whore? That's like <laughs> all women are just whores? That's what a whore is. It's like I will uh-huh. use sex, something I don't really yeah. enjoy, because I want something later. And I, I do think that – you know, I've known women that seem to buy into that uh, that idea for themselves. Right. So I'm not here to just be completely uh, iconoclastic. But yeah, but I'm not. Know. I'm not making like blanket statements on their their entire character. I'm just saying, like on a primal level, like I think I think dudes have a hard time containing. Like I think we have a harder time containing um, our need for more when it comes to women. I think like. I think, I think the things that keep us from cheating on a woman on a woman are one how like how you were raised, two how much you respect the person you're with, mm. and three the fear, the restrictions that keep you from going outside. All of those combined, I think, are what like keep America. Here's a question: intact. Imagine thought experiment. Imagine a society. Where the women are the alphas. Like, it's just, like, yeah. it's... Uh, the, the, what, what's the opposite of a patri- patriarchal society? Uh, a matriarchal. matriarchal. Yeah, okay. so it's a matriarchal society yeah. where the women are hailed as gods because life comes from their vagina portals. Right. So everybody, and the men are very uh, subservient to them. Yes. In the way that traditionally, like, 1950s, 60s America. Which you women could totally were. argue that is the case. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. In that pretend society that yeah. we're just imagining yeah. now... Couldn't you imagine that the women would be more promiscuous? So, 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 what the argument you're making is that the thing that I'm claiming to be uh, primal is something that's actually conditioned. I do believe that's okay. true. Yeah, yeah. Because they do studies that they're like. You very well could be right. I, I, who I don't, knows? I'm not smart and enough I'm not to even, answer to that. You're not flaring me up. Obviously, I'm just saying. It's I'm okay with a little flare. <laughs> flare away. 
Peter. I just I do I do think it's interesting that you know Neil Brennan, a friend of mine, is always posting these things on Facebook and Twitter, things like like status updates, status updates, and and where he's at and mm-hmm. check ins, <laughs> check ins, and he'll be like he's still using Foursquare. He loves Foursquare. <laughs> he loves it. He's the one guy. He's the guy. Uh, but he'll be like, study proves women think about sex just as often as men. Women enjoy sex just as often as men. But imagine a world where you come into it, you know, and it's and. You know, I, I I almost feel like maybe your parents came into this world and it's like, well, we're going to – you're born free and then we start putting all these ideas around you. Granted, you get knocked up. That's a nine-month thing for you. The guy can spend those nine months knocking other things up. Right. That I'll concede. It could be conditioning though. I mean I'm just – I'm still thinking on that, the whole thing. Like it could be that, you know – that the, the alpha male might put most importance on um, – achievement like material success yeah and uh we might be women might be conditioned to believe that the that the that the highest form of success is um like love and and family yeah and perhaps that would what would lead to that and I think there are biological cues to those things. The, the we, fact that we talk about this all the time is a biological for cue. sure. And and yeah. that is that is a thing. If you get knocked up, that is on you. The guy, yes. like I said, can be elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, but the guy. So my mom always says she's known me nine months longer than my dad. Ah, uh, that's <laughs> great. And that's what. He, yeah, she really loves you. Yeah, she pulls that out whenever we're in an argument. And uh, she's losing. <laughs> Um, I do think it's interesting, though, that the dick is so overt. Literally, the penis is so overt. Yes. And that's where you get peacocking and <laughs> flashing money. It's and, a metaphor and, for itself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I'm, I'm with Freud. When it, whenever I see a guy in one of those little sports cars that looks like dicks and he's the balls, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I believe that. But that doesn't mean just because an illusion is the most persistent illusion doesn't mean it's not an illusion. It doesn't mean it's absolute. Right. Right. It's just, it's just a persistent illusion. Go see a Fast and Furious movie if you want to go – I'm Vin Diesel, <laughs> and she's the lady, and yeah. she can be f- the fuckable uh, fighting girl, but she's still going to be like, yeah. <sighs> there's well, going to be something about entourage, her. Entourage, those are all like, yeah. that's more like wish fulfillment though, right? That's for just for like, this- That's just like, this, I wish my dick was this movie or this TV show. This level of consciousness enjoys that, and yeah. that doesn't mean it's real, even if the most people- Where's your level of consciousness in this Who knows? <laughs> what about this? <laughs> Well, you know, see, that's the thing, man. That's that's really what it is about projecting is my heart goes out to you in the film. Uh-huh. And let's talk about it as a character because it's all these years sure, later. Sure, Is that like I came from that place of uh, possession and ownership and wanting to be filled in. I remember you say about your girlfriend uh, at the time you go uh, – she makes me a better person. Right. And I'm like, well, that's selfish. I said that out loud. I'm like, that's not love. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. I'm like, because I, that was me. My wife made me better. She made me safer and happier and more mm-hmm. complete and all this stuff. So I'm freaking out about that. And now I'm trying to get into that really pretty, pretty Eastern space of like, you don't own anybody. And, all, and uncondi- the only good love is unconditional love. <laughs> Well, okay, so we're going to go into another philosophical black hole, but you know the basic idea that I don't believe in such a thing as true altruism, right? Like we get everything you do is selfish, even your most seemingly altruistic acts, and love 
is probably the most selfish thing you can do because of this concept of intimacy. Intimacy, intimacy is not a one-way street. It's symbiotic, right? Yeah. It goes both ways. You have to be getting a lot out of it. You're giving a lot to get a lot. It's it's mm. it's very much like almost an, an, a spiritual economic exchange. If you want emails, write emails. <laughs> it's true. If you want to get yes, emails, exactly. write emails. Yeah. yeah. It's that's what it that's I mean that the basic concept of intimacy is two people um working against inertia almost mm. to get to get deeper and deeper with each other. That's yeah. what love is earned. Mm. And so I think the more selfish it is, the better. I mean, if someone makes you a better person, then that to me is a sign that this relationship is on the way. You, the worst relationships are when you you're like, This guy does nothing for me. I understand that you should be getting things out of it. Yeah. I do think Say what you just said again. I said that it's uh, intimacy and love are things that are earned. So you work you work together to towards right. something. Right. And so if you're not if you're not if it's not selfish and you're not getting anything out of it, I see a lot then of you're doing it wrong, I and the person's probably not good for your life. Okay, so it's the idea that, and I it's very practical. It's like this person should improve my life. Well, hundred percent. Yeah, of course. We, especially the older you get, the, when you're young, you 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 don't really choose who your friends are. That's why, like, our friends from childhood are so different from our friends that we made in our late twenties and thirties. Right. Because later in life, we need different things. We're yeah, we need different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I'm you know, with you. This is absolutely. It's very, very hard to do something truly unconditional and just love somebody for. There's being, no such thing as that. I will are. argue that to the end. Of, like, I, really, I don't think there's anything that's You're like, from the land of gurus, man. Yeah, but no, no. See, that's the thing, though. But you, you see, I already by the way, like I feel like you're projecting even upon the conversation because the way you're the way you're responding implies that by it not being by by there not being anything so. Uh, by, there, by me not saying that there's no such thing as true altruism, that that's a bad thing. But mm. I'm saying it's a great thing. Mm. I'm saying. Selfishness is what drives people to be good citizens of the world and good family members. If you, the most enlightened people, let me take it back to the books you read. Sure. The most enlightened people, okay? <laughs> the most enlightened people will tell you that the number one key to happiness is the extent to which you've left the world a better place okay. as a result of your own participation. Mm-hmm. How much you have uh, 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 in some way uh, participated in evolution. Mm-hmm. Very simple. The more you give, the happier you are. That's an exchange. Yeah. Happiness is something. Yeah. That's great. And and the more you give, the more you get. So you're kind of in I this place so. where you're 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 giving into it and then you're getting so much back. Even more back. Ab- absolutely. I can't I don't even disagree with that <laughs> at all. It's hard to get your I, I get it because it sounds wrong to say there's no such thing as a selfless act. Yeah. No, I mean with with my girlfriend, I'm thinking about. It, I get a lot out of it, and she and she does make me a better person. It just, I guess, it concerned me that that was in the movie. Your relationship is a whole nother thing, but mm-hmm. we're as viewers, we're only given what we see in the movie, and all I see are you say I want to get married, then you say uh, she's the only girl I've ever had, mm-hmm. and then I broke up with her because I had this longing towards my culture. Yeah. Then you say I miss her. She made me a better person. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying on a you know, that that's what that is what it is. And then I see her write an email that says it's to me, it's it's making you play with scared money. It's yeah. making you play fear. She goes, I'll only be your partner, I won't be your friend. Yeah. And then you get that fear mm-hmm. and then it and then in my mind, it works. Right. I watch you from where I'm sitting and projecting get manipulated instead of by your mother by yeah. somebody else. Right. Well, and, and, 
and I'm just glad you enjoyed it so much. I'm glad, I'm glad it made you laugh. Uh, it's apparently hilarious. It, no, it is very uh, funny. I think the character in the film yeah. is probably quite flawed, and that might be part of his story. I think that is yeah. for sure. Is him dealing- Nobody wants to watch a movie about a guy that's just like, I think this is what's happening. But that's what caused me discomfort. Right. That's all. Right. Yeah, no, and it, I, I'm I'm glad that it caused you discomfort. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I, it's so funny that there was. Um, we've been doing. I don't know if you've been following at all what's been happening with this movie, but it's been like kind of bananas. Tell me, like, well, we made set. We spent seven years making it. We didn't get into any major festival. We got passed passed by all of them for two years. What? Then we finally begged our way into this documentary festival in Toronto, and next thing you know audiences lined up around the corner we've sold out we've winning audience award after audience award sold out every screening since we premiered a year and a half ago and then out of nowhere all of a sudden we're in theaters which pre-premiered a week and a half ago on five screens and we're going to be in almost 70 this friday wow. and it's all word of mouth no budget we got like vanity fair pieces um like the, i just got an la times one on my phone on the way here like holy cow um like all these massive npr's done four pieces my point is there was an npr piece that could not have been more glowing about the film. And then I, I like when I clicked on it, it was a, it was a Facebook comment section on an article in NPR.org about the, about the radio, about the, about the radio, like actual uh, program. What do you mean? So we're four degrees away from the actual piece. Oh, I see. And we're on the message board, and everyone on there is just so pissed and 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 being like, "This guy is a spineless, terrible, really? horrible. He's racist. All these things. These are people who are again are on a message board who you of were an article about a radio show. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's and they about a movie they haven't even seen. And you went very wait. They haven't seen. No, it? they haven't seen it. They're just going on the NPR piece. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but that to me is that to me is like people coming in and having like such a like one i will it demonstrates a couple things i was responding to it first of all because i think that that is kind of a baseline place that a lot of people who watch this movie come from Hmm. uh because they go into this movie thinking it's these weird things these unrelatable things and i can't tell you how often then it becomes the most relatable story becomes the most relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's people, what i did there's kids i'm telling you I, I did a screening last week where it was kids of all ages uh, uh, adults in their 30s uh, people in their 60s all walks of life and they're laughing often together often at their own times and they come out of it and they're like they're sharing how it connected to them and it's in like all these different ways and one of the things i hear the most is how this completely kind of changed my perception of of your journey and people mm. in your position, but also like this whole Indian thing, or whatever. Like people come out of there, like I wish I had your parents. This thing that you guys do is actually your parents amazing. are amazing in it. I think you know there's something going on. Very your character being flawed is what we need because I'm looking at him and like when you say I'm glad it made me un- uncomfortable, I'm glad it made me uncomfortable too right. because I'm like why is this bothering me? I'm rooting for you and mm. I care about you. And to back to your point, no true altruism. I'm worried about me, and I care about me. Right. And I see the projection, the manifestation of that part of me, that young guy who doesn't really know much about dating, who I was, who I got married. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm so I'm feeling more protective and afraid for you. And in my mind, I'm having these fantasies of like, why did I want you to then go with your parents? I why? Can you answer? Why did I want that? Uh, I can't answer. It makes no sense. Oh, well, let me... Because let me, that would have been more like my own thing, yeah. How's present day Pete doing? What was present day... Was, what, what was present day Pete's... 
kind of insecurities as you watch that movie? How did it, how did it, did it make you think about your own life at all in present day? Um, it made me think a lot about the past. More more about yeah. the past than it did. But present day Pete's doing pretty well. Present day Pete is a happy clam. He's yeah. in a very good relationship. Right, right, right. right. And uh, yeah, so feels good about everything he's doing. It was like visiting. <laughs> what do you mean? Just feels feels everything. Like, feels like the ships, you know, generally headed in the right direction. Yeah, think happy yeah. life right now, which is That's great, good, man. Good for you. So I, it didn't. How long it, have you been with this girl? It didn't been? three years. It didn't shake up uh, my my feelings about Val. Okay, good. But it did. It did make me relive. The feeling of of parents saying like this is what you do, this yeah. is what you do, and and you know in a very kind of Indian way, my parents are like, when pushed on what they believe, like spiritually or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, people in my family, you might get to a line like you're better with it than without it, right? You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a real culture. That's a real clan. Right. That's a real inherited worldview. Right. And and you get down to things like. Uh, why did you get married? This isn't necessarily my parents. This is people in my family. Why did you get married? It's like, well, it's what you do. You mm-hmm. want to look normal. You want mm-hmm. to fit in. Right. And why did I get married? I wanted to look normal. I wanted yeah. to fit in. I wanted to look holy. But when you're older, I think it's for different reasons, right? When you're older, it's because companionship is pretty cool. Like loneliness sucks. Do, do you guys, have you guys talked about marriage? Do you want kids, first of all? I think. I, how old are you? I'm 36. 36. That's how old I am. Isn't that great? Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> um, and is she close to you? Is she, is she near you in age? She's 26. 26, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a pretty good spread on my fiance as well, which we won't discuss. But uh, Wait. Yeah, nope. And Wait a minute. Nope. So, uh... <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. That's why I was thinking about that when we were doing our wedding stuff. By the way, I, I just want to make sure we're going to. Yeah, we have a ha- we have half hour. Yeah, we're gonna, it, we're if good. if you have a half hour, I have a half hour. I have a, I have a half hour. I think when next thing, yeah, we're good. We're okay, good. Um, so you're engaged. I am. Ah! <laughs> I am. I am. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, I just want to end the podcast and ask you all about it. So for me, the main impetus for getting married is children. Uh-huh. If you want a family. Do you, you want a family? I understand that. It, like if we You strike me as a guy who's gonna be like an incredible dad. Oh, way. hit it again. No, but you are. Like you you clearly you daydream about it, I'm sure. I yeah, all the time. I think about it all the time. Yeah. And I what, just What do you want? Like three kids? No, you want like three. Two. Yeah, I think you'll end up with three. <laughs> no, because guys like you no no because because your basic gene okay, I think there's like two kinds of comedians. You're right? a two guy. I'm a four guy. Four? Yeah, yeah. I, I got a whole. Pl- I got. I got this whole game plan of like, I'm going to coach them in sports. That's why I'm like really rushing to get this thing going because I like. I want to like move <laughs> up, move up. This is them. why you're doing a juice cl- cleanse. You're like, I got to stay healthy. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Get, yeah. I'm trying to get my boys back in the back in the pool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think like that's the main impetus for getting married as right. soon as possible. But most most Americans would agree with you. It, like if you knock somebody up, you get married. For example, right, right, like right. a lot of people do that. Right. Ideally, it's the other. It's in the other order. But yeah, you want to? Yeah, 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 it can work. I, ideally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditionally, I don't ideally, have a problem yeah, sure. with whatever order. Yeah. Uh, well, th- I just said this on the podcast that if Val is the pers- first person I've been with, that if she were pregnant, I would just be happy. Yeah. Time out. Are you guys in that place where she's? Time uh, out. Is she? Is she? Are, are, have you guys been talking about it, or is she expecting? It we soon? talk about no, no, no. We there's talk, no pressure. Everything there's good no as pressure, is. but everything is yeah. very fearless. That that's right. the thing in our relationship is, is we have a couple mantras. One is I only want good for you. Mm-hmm. That's something I repeat to her all the time. Right. Two is I see you in there. 
Mm, that's wow. That's a good that's one. Great. That's I really see. deep. You, you, this is what you say to each other all the time. Oh, I love it. I can't say. I can't have that's, her say it enough to me. That's really sweet. I see you in there, Rob. I love that though because because <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff. Real talk. That those things, those little mantras, are yeah. what get you through conflict yeah. in relationships. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the things I tell, like you know, I, we both living in LA have a lot of friends who could not be more terrified of commitment and mm. and terrible at it. Mm-hmm. A lot of man children running around here. That and, phone call, by the way, God, yeah. oh. you're so you're a true artist. <laughs> you really are. That's to take. This is one of my mantras, mm-hmm. and I got it from Kick Ass Two. It's a good movie, right? Right. right. Okay. Well, what what better source? Right. Before, yeah. Kick Ass One. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Sequels never as good. Take pain and make something good. Yeah. And here you are having a, a this. The whole thing is somewhat painful. Yeah. And you did you converted it, you alchemized it into something that is not only pleasurable but inspiring to people. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I think we wanted it to be. Well, one, because I was directing it with my sister, I knew I had to be as authentic and vulnerable as possible. Because when you're making a documentary, you don't know what the story's going to be. Yeah. All you know is that the only way it's any good is if it's real. Yep. Um, so I recognize that. And also, I think we knew that comedy was going to be kind of the conduit for yeah. whatever. And luckily, it was very, very organic. Well, in funny. my family, it's like, I mean, I'm... But you're really funny in it, too. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, like, I think, well... Most comedy people, it's like our defense mechanism, right? right. So we, we, we default to comedy even more. Although in the you're surprisingly, times. you say the pep talk line, which is really funny, but you <laughs> do a really good job compassionately listening to your parents. Because I, I, I want to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I want to be, and I think I get that from them. I mean, I, I put a lot of effort into thinking about, like, first of all, because I was making this film, I studied relationships i studied i must have read like a hundred like so many different things and mm. spoke to all these relationship experts experts so that only furthered my introspection mm-hmm. right it was it was almost symbiotic with the story you saw on screen that i was making the movie because i had to learn so much and it helped mm. and then um but also like I, I really believe in if you love someone then the only way that love gets deeper like intimacy is necessarily something that happens against conflict and so what you're never going to have is complete sameness. Um, what you are going to have is conflict and all you can really control is not the conflict, but how you deal with it. Mm. And that's when, you know, to come back to your mantras, I think that's like a really profound and beautiful thing that right. you said, because even like w- with my fiance, like when we, when we go through conflict, ah! <laughs> it gets so, you know, it gets ugly when you fight with people you love. Often you're the ugliest versions of yourself mm. with the people you love the most. Cause we're like that vulnerable and raw. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to bring it back to this basic idea of, but all that said, we, we love each other. We want to make this work. And also, you know, the, the second part of that mantra is- Like, I'm uh, only fighting because I love you. Right. And I see your suffering. That's yes. what, when I see oh, you listening to your parents is, I see you suffering. Yeah. And you so do that, see your mom suffering. You see your dad oh, you see suffering. suffering so much. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. I cried. And she's also got that Indian Jewish mother thing where she always will tell you she's suffering, even when she's not. So it's yeah. always there. But her- I have to pee because of this juice cleanse. Oh, please, How go does ahead. that work in a podcast? Can go, I just go, go take pee? a break. All right, great. Whew. My man. I feel fantastic. Well, what were we talking about? That juice cleanse piss is a long... You did it again? <laughs> ah. Where does it go? What day are you into your juice cleanse? Uh, this is day three. Holy shit. Day well, that's three. when it's hard. And I'm then an investor it... in this company. Are you really? Go check it out. It's, it is the best juice in LA, I promise you. There's one, what part of town do you live in? It's weird. You must, you're an investor? Yeah. In a company. That's right. 
Either you're really good with money, Patels, uh-huh. as you taught me. That's yep. not just a good old Boston stereotype. No, that's a Patel thing, for sure. You say Patels are good with money. Yep. Won't buy a clothing line. <laughs> Remember? A clothesline. Oh, Won't I thought you meant a like a clothing line. company. No, no, no. No, a clothesline. Like, like that line? $2. That's true. How funny is that? Really, really funny. Uh, yeah, you, uh, we won't talk about money. Nobody wants to talk about money. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about, though? I actually love talking about money. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I did notice you're driving an Audi. Yeah, I'm not. Who's oh, in the car, Audi in the movie, yeah, in the, the movie. movie. I am driving an Audi. In the, not your in, car? Now, well, now I drive a Ford Fusion Hybrid. Okay. Yeah. That's about an Audi. It's a leader's car. Boop. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, it's a tastemaker's car. You know, you, you, you're putting you're putting something out there. You're saying I don't need. It's like a Nissan luxury. Juke. Sed- <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> it's it is. It would be a juke if like Warren Buffett drove it. Yeah, okay. Not that way. That would that. All of a sudden, I'm Warren Buffett in this. No, I'm just interested because you're an actor, and I always yep. just assume that actors, even if they work, aren't yep. doing it super well until they crack into that next echelon. <laughs> yeah, and forgive me, I, maybe you have. I've done pretty well since I. I mean, I've never been. I, my career has been weird. Like, so I fell into entertainment. Like, I, I can't. I was out here. I was an investment banker after college. Oh, I, I started a. I don't know if you ever heard of All In Magazine, but I started that, and that is was that a poker magazine. Poker magazine. Oh wow! And uh, this is right when. Do you remember when poker became like a huge year? I was one of those people. Oh, you were? Yeah, I okay. was big into it. Oh, really? Okay, so yep. you remember like the Money Maker year, all that? Yeah. So All In was like the like we started right at that time. We were the most profitable publishing startup. So you of that blew year. up. Blew up. I believe this it. Before I even knew, I would have bought that magazine. Yeah, I was. If you look at the 2004 World Series of Poker, were there like, ads for chips? <laughs> wait, for, for, wait, wait, wait. The, the like whole you could buy <laughs> chips. <laughs> no, no, we did better than that. We did vodkas. We oh. did like. Yeah, it was like, it was like, it was like a cigar aficionado for poker. It was like a lifestyle magazine. Wow. Yeah. Um, you just get better page rates with that kind of a magazine. That's yeah, kind of them. Yeah, that's it's all brilliant. About money. We bought the sponsorship rights. Well, you managed my business. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Uh, well, your dad. That was my first introduction to Hollywood because I was like, if you watch those that World Series of Poker, there's like ESPN people and me walking around inside. I was mm. like, for a 23, 24 year old, I was like, it was crazy. Like mm. people were like, oh, like this celebrity's got a table for you in this club. Like I could walk around. Everyone knew my name. It was it was insane. Now That's that, awesome. Looking back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then well, well, I was in LA partially for that. My sister was here. And then, basically, I got asked to fill in as an MC for. Do you know Asif Manvi? I do. He's a, he's a, a dude. He's on Daily Show, mm-hmm. or maybe he's not anymore. He's, but anyway, yeah, he's on the brink now. Actually, anyway, Asif was the MC for this night for this arts festival show, and they needed like a last minute replacement. He had to go do a movie. Mm-hmm. My sister was one of the producers of the show. It was basically like an adult talent show. It was all like comedians, storytellers, whatever musicians. Mm-hmm. And I ended up filling in last minute, did like 40 minutes of kind of like improvised stand-up throughout mm. the show. And I got like a bunch of calls. And so I so to answer to answer your question, like I actually started off because I didn't care about – I didn't want to be an actor. Mm. And I, I was a full-time actor probably two months in. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I've been stuck at the same place for the longest time. Like I've done like 12, 13 pilots since I started acting like 10 years ago. Oh, my God. And I've like the show that I'm – the Fox show I'm on is called Grandfather. Yeah. It's, Gilf. Gilf. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first – it's the first real show I've been on that people – Got picked have, up. I've I've gotten picked up. I've never gotten past six episodes, but it's the first time I've been on something. Oh. People like like there appeared to be some semblance of of the possibility of success. Yeah, which I don't know exciting. what it. I I like those posters. I like Stamos. Good looking dude. And it's a concept that everyone gets. 
Yeah. Like How I Met Your Mother, right from the title, you're like, it's okay. a network. <laughs> yeah. It's a network show, yeah. but I'm like, I can see, I can see that it, it could be a success for sure. Yeah. It's crazy because that, because that premieres in like five or six days. Oh, wow. The movie just came out as well. You're having a real, it's all happening at one time. It's really, it's really blowing up. It's, it's been, well, you know, I, I feel like I'm always bringing it back to like serious stuff, but like, I'm very, like, you know, I'm doing, uh, this is probably my fifth interview today. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing two more podcasts after this. I started at 6 a.m. today. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And I've been doing interview after interview. I'm also, you know, we have this stuff with the company happening where we're growing, like, very fast. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm doing interviews on behalf of Grandfather. And I'm also, you know, f- shooting that right now. And I'm just, what I'm saying is I'm getting, like, so much attention. Mm. And I don't know if this is normal. Like, maybe you had this, like, w- w- was the talk show, like, your biggest? Yeah. And did you did you have like moments of pause where you like for me it's like it's so much and I I I'm used to being very busy but I'm what I'm not used to is is always having to talk about myself this much yeah. and like and 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 answer a lot of the same questions answer a lot of the same questions and just and just this this like you know trying to make people smile all the yeah, time yeah, yeah. and like I like I've I have like these moments of pause where I'm like, okay, am I being authentic? Am I like yeah. a good person? Like, yeah. Am I who am oh, I becoming in this process? Did you have that? I'm already doing it. like you're the. It's different, but this is a, usually about a two hour. Today it'll be ninety minutes uh, podcast, and we've been doing them every day. And I'm wow! Like, and I'm just losing my voice and losing my mind. Why are you doing them every day? Because I'm about to tape this pilot, and I'm going to leave town for two months. Oh wow! So you need to keep running it. We need. What's well, I'd like to keep running it. Me and uh, Judd Apatow are doing a pilot for Holy HBO. Co- you guys wrote it together? I wrote it. Dude. Yeah, I hit it. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm oh, sorry. Went low. That was he went weird. low. <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. That was the weirdest. <laughs> no, I liked it. It was like serious. You yeah. wanted like one of those. I'm just really proud of you. Uh, I think that's, that's nice. so cool, Thanks, man. man. Thank you. Are you just stoked out of your mind? Unbelievable. We're yeah. doing a table. That's why I have to leave. We're doing our first uh, little table. Today. I hate table reads. Hate them. This isn't like a real table read, though. Oh, it's like a pre-table with friends, and yeah, they're gonna yeah. like help it's you. It's just reading up. out loud. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. What's the, do you mind me asking about the pilot? Like, what is it called? No, What's but we're premise? running. We're running out of time. But I, yeah. I got divorced, and then I don't have anywhere to stay because I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. So I live upstate, and then I end up in the city. And I, every episode is me crashing on the couch of a different comedian. Oh my god, I love you it. Love and it. So it's like it's like. Uh, it's almost like a Louis C.K. in the sense that it's got like a different premise. It can go wherever it wants every yeah, episode. Yeah, I suppose it's standalone. Yeah, but then it's also, I assume, would it be pseudo-improvised as well with these comedians? Are there bits that are done throughout it? You know, I've been I've been really enjoying writing for the comedians, you know what I mean? So You wrote for the comedians? Yeah. I did an episode of that. No, too. not the comedians. For oh, the comedians <laughs> on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, you know, if Kumail is on it, I will write what I want him to say. Yeah. But then we'll do takes. You know, the, the Judd loves improvising. I love yeah. improvising. Dude, that is so cool, man. Thanks, man. But have you had to guide who you are through this process? Have like, I what to? Like, like, have do you I get to? concerned with narcissism or? Um, yeah, man, it's a weird thing to sit around all day and write, uh, p- pretend dialogue in your head, and it's all about you, and then you, and right. then you go and do the podcast, and as you can tell, it's a lot about me. I'm like, yeah. well, I was divorced, you know, like, and uh, <laughs> right. this is what your movie meant to right. me. So yeah, no, it's exhausting, and that's why you balance. That's why I'm interested when I'm not doing this or that. It's like I just want to. I want to just sit still. Do nothing. Still. That yeah. same here, man. Yep. I love nothing. I, I love value nothing. Nothing more than my life. But I will say, you seem like the kind of guy who, 
will always be the same. You seem oh, like that thanks, grounded. Man. I don't I don't see a risk in you. But your kind. friends probably would say the same thing about you, right? I hope so. You were wrong about the family thing. But I, I was completely right wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're close in our way. Yeah. I, watched I told you we were going to get close. I told yeah. you this was going to happen. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Like you. family. Well, <laughs> we only have a, a little bit here, but we always end with talking about uh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Isn't that what we've been talking about. Yeah, I know we have been the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but you know, specifically, where are you at with that? Like, what do you think reality is? What do you think the purpose of certainly marriage and love and family all come into that? Yeah, but I like, could care less about God. Really, I could I could care less whether or not, and I have no problem with it. Mm. And I think the concept of God helps a lot of people, and that's great. Mm. But I also don't think. I should be compromising my um, any any of my values or just you know I, I think I think God drives people to do some some crazy things oh for sure and I also think it inspires people to do some 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 crazy amazing things yeah and if it's the latter then great for but me, if it's a beheading but if it's a beheading yeah, and, yeah. I, I, that sounds like a joke but I think most yeah. people from our generation Jeez. probably embraces that basic idea I mean for me. My God is humanity, it's family, and it's love. And, okay. you know, I guess to that extent, you know, I believe in karma. And What do you um, mean by karma? Because most people, you're Western, but I mean, in the Western, mm-hmm. it means you think if you do bad things, bad things happen to you? Yeah, but it also means the same for good things. So it means that there's this relationship between what you give and what you get. It's weird. The more I study Hinduism and, and people who have studied Hinduism, really, I'm not like yeah. reading the Bhagavad Gita or anything. Sure. But... It seems to me that we've misinterpreted karma as karma is like your life. What's happening to you is your karma. Mm-hmm. We So the idea that maybe what you do in this life will affect your next life, right. but we look at it like I let a lady pull out in front of me, so later I'm going to get a hand job. You know, like we think it's, <laughs> we think it's like instant but, karma. Oh, but isn't it both? I don't know. Do they you, have to be... Here I am assuming because you're, that, you're that brown I'm an that you're an expert, so clearly you're not. This is why I set the curve not clearly, in ninth but... grade when we studied this stuff because I felt so much pressure from guys like But you, you. didn't get this from your dad either. Your dad wasn't I like... I think I get it from my family. What? I mean, my family... I mean, you saw the movie. I mean, they're really loving giving people. They, you know, LGP. G- g- growing up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> LGP. Yeah, they're LGPs. Uh, uh, they're OG LGPs. <laughs> they, you know, growing up, my house is like an immigration halfway house. Like mm. so many families have been brought to this country because of my parents and they teach them how to drive. They set them up with businesses, like loan them money to buy business, teach them how to like have a life in America. Wow. And, you know, they're connectors of people. And I see that that has made them happier people. And I've been a part of it. And so I've also experienced what comes from it. So. I mean, that to me is my religion. I've just never really grasped on to, you know, I don't, I, I, like, I don't care about reading any of the books. I don't really care about even going to church. But at the same time, I love, I do love the rituals. Yeah, but you're seeing the community. But you're seeing it. You're seeing love in action. You're seeing your parents. Like, that is unbelievable. Yeah. I also love the story that you tell about going to a motel and it's a Patel. Oh, isn't that great? And I'm like, that is heaven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. heaven is a metaphor to me and there you go that there's like a real kind of practice of it that is i can't tell you how many people have seen that move have seen the movie and come up to me and said i have that exact same story really yeah because patels really are like the biggest family in the world i mean i'm not just I saying that. you really you, treat you know each other with such respect glenn gary glenn roth of course patel yeah, 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 yeah. ravidon patel yeah yeah and that <laughs> that, that that was I, I that was what i'm shocked about there is I didn't realize we were crushing it then too. Uh, it almost it almost feels like that was it almost felt like that was clairvoyant. 
people in my I'm from Boston are racist towards Indians, I, like people that I know back yeah. home, and it's because I think there is a jealousy thing going on that they yeah. are everywhere, and I welcome it. Fantastic. And, yeah. we're, we're the <laughs> why? Well, that's why I, we're the wealthiest ethnicity per like, capita in this country. Don't that's that's why I'm saying it. I'm yeah. not like feel unwelcome in no. Boston. There's a few, a small minority of knuckleheads, but I think it's because of that sort of like Jesus. These guys are. Yeah. Fucking killing it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you guys are so smart. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, uh, that's great. It's not really accurate. It's kind of promising the fact that the yeah. cream of the crop came to this country, but I'll take it. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was like a It would be nice. If, you know, there's, it was there's, arranged immigration. It was arranged immigration. Come and your, on, mom's, your mom's a good <laughs> matchmaker, and she was good at picking who would thrive here. That's yeah. why we have the best of the best. There's a bunch of Patels back in that triangle of a village. That are complete that garbage. Are just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't make it's the just cut. Just a landfill of Patels. <laughs> they did not Intermarrying each other <laughs> back in India. Yeah, that's the, they arranged the marriage so they kind of have unhealthy It's people. a good way to weed out the, yeah. the riffraff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you think happens when we die? No care? You don't care? I don't I, care. I tell you that you're going to die at the end of the day. Uh-huh. You, you're not, uh, you, you don't have anything other than like, oh boy, I wish I could have lived longer. The only thing I care about when I die is that, like, people miss me. <laughs> mm. Interesting. That's, I, I mean, I, I, I have to, like, that, I, I feel like you might do this kind of thing, too. Like, every, like, three or four months, I'll, uh, I'll kind of, like, revisit all my, like, kind of life goals on a very big picture. And it's the, on my puja table. What's a puja? You don't know what a puja is? I don't know what anything is. Why do you keep embarrassing me? I am out indying you. <laughs> what is that? It's just a meditation Oh, table. a puja. Yeah. P O O J A. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. table. No, but the, 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 the white guy. Way you said it that yeah, I it's the Lululemon way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have my goals on my little table. Yeah. yeah, and so one of the things that I've added to that is starting it off uh, by writing the things I want people to say at my funeral. That's a nice way to look at your life. I, I mean it. Yeah. No, it it really helps me because it always recenters me because especially as you like. You know, we get very busy in life. I mean, both of us are, you know, kind of trying to achieve all sorts of cool things. And it's easy to get drawn by like the wrong energies and the wrong, the wrong goals. Money. uh, uh, We're also conditioned to like take opportunities as they come. But that just because an opportunity exists doesn't mean you should take it. And when you do stuff like that, at least for me, it kind of, it helps me from time to time. Uh, I can't wait to find out who you're engaged to. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll be, I think you'll be proud. I think you'll be proud. Spoiler alert. Meet the Patels is in theaters now. Yeah. Meetthepatelsfilm.com. I know you don't do promoting, but I do. No, no, you may. that's a Patel thing. That's no. the most Patel quality that I could bring to this podcast. Can you is get some, me a discount? I brought pens. Yeah. I brought This Bar Saves Lives. I brought juice. This was unintentional, by the way. Well, the juice? I wasn't trying to. You couldn't, have brand come, integration. you couldn't have come on a more juice-friendly podcast. I don't know yeah. if you know that. I did a 30-day juice fest. What? Yeah, dude. Was it the master cleanse? No, dude, I don't fuck with it. What happened? Did you, did you just get fat and decide you got to do something about it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what that's my thing. So you're yeah. extreme as well. Like you, you're like all or none. Pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah I'm a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, like I'll break this cleanse. Last time I had a cleanse, I broke it by eating garlic fries at a Dodgers game. Uh, <laughs> it just goes. That's yeah. not very gentle. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was pretty extreme. Uh, what? Here's a couple speed round questions. Love a speed round. One. What's the greatest lesson you've learned about family? family probably has something to do with how we deal with conflict but we already discussed that so maybe it is about loving each other and oh i know what it is okay um what is the greatest lesson i learned about family the greatest lesson i learned about family is that 
you can't fire them. So you might as well lean in and love them. Oh, that's great. That. that was a sincere awe. That is sincere. That is sincere. That was a sincere. You know, even in, co- in collaborating with my sister in this film, yeah, it's really hard. Have you directed anything or with other people? Well, you've worked with other people for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's really hard when there's two heads of something that you care about. Mm-hmm. And in this film, because she's my sister, and we fought because we're sisters, we even were probably harsher to each other, and our egos got even more involved. Where we wanted to fire each other so many times, and we couldn't. Right, uh-huh. so eventually we just got exhausted. Like she made me cry once, mm. which is the acting breakthrough, Pete. Um, <laughs> she, she, and and we finally we had this, like I don't want to do this anymore. What are we doing here? And we finally started to like. For me, it was like okay, when she has an idea and I don't like it, instead of it being no, say yes, and believe in yes and if you believe in yes for let's say five minutes against all your will Mm. all of a sudden it actually becomes yes Mm. and it was about yeah just just learning to see the world through her eyes respecting her the decision to love someone can actually beget love Mm -hmm. and that's probably the best thing i I learned that actually in in even making this movie Mm -hmm. um that's a big lesson that's a big lesson of self-love too is it? It's a, it's, you I, decide I, I, to love yourself and you eventually will. Even if you uh, like lose your temper and you go like, I love, I sure. love the way you lose your temper sometimes. But isn't that Kanye's problem? Well, you have to balance. This is a great thing. But, you have to balance out self-love with some sort of humility. With and, self-awareness. And some sort of self-awareness. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the cr- confidence that drives us to create has to have an underbelly of I'm not shit. Yeah. Or I, I might Would you be, be okay if your girlfriend had like the most famous sex tape in the world? Would that bother you? Yeah, that would bother me, probably. Yeah, just curious. Okay. Yeah, I, I would like to be like, hey, I love you unconditionally, and I love your sex tape, and I jerk off to it. Yeah. I think I would probably bring out my... Maybe pet. that's why he's with her. He's <laughs> like, yeah, like enough, forget about the jerking off to it. I can... <laughs> let's have this sex tape. Yeah, I could just have the sex with you. Yeah. Uh, but before I knew you, I jerked off. I'm assuming it existed before we were dating. <laughs> um, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about... I bet he had, by the way. That's crazy. Well, who? Kanye. Oh, yeah, I forgot the Kanye had a sex Yeah. No, I was talking about Kardashian. What have you been talking about this whole time? I was saying. I thought you were just saying as a thought experiment, no, what if I was my girlfriend had a sex tape? married someone with a sex, sex tape. tape that was one of the most famous. And he lo- went, I want that. And he probably had jerked off to it before they even met. And I bet they talked about that. And it was like, that was even better than when I jerked <laughs> off to it. And you <laughs> and were flat. Like, you were two dimensional. <laughs> she's like, that statement doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no sense of self awareness. Oh. <laughs> so glad I met you, Kanye. So glad. <laughs> What is the greatest lesson you've learned about love? Uh, this feels too close to the last question. Uh, best lesson I learned about love. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> that it's family. <laughs> that it's family. I mean, the best lesson I can say about love is that uh, it's not something that happens to you. It's something you work for. It's not always there. Sometimes you have to, you know, it's about commitment. Yeah, well. yeah. They're zoomed out again. It's the same answer I gave last time. Love no. is an intention. Google Earth it, baby. Yeah, zoomed out. What's the greatest lesson you've learned about art? Do you use Google Earth that much? I don't ever use it. I mean, well, it's you do only in the used, sense that yeah. when you, I use my maps. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, but not the, not the Earth function. You just use Google Maps. Right? You use satellite. I want to. You, you want to you catch a catch a glimpse of the terrain from yeah. the laptop. Let's yep. Dave Matthews this. <laughs> What's the team at? Satellite. So, oh, God, that was too good. It was too good. So art, uh, filmmaking, uh, acting, whatever it is. What was the question? What's the greatest lesson you've learned about those things? And I'm calling those things art. Okay, great.
you know, it was this making this film was art school for me. Nice. I read a ton of books, studied a bunch of films. I hadn't studied any of this stuff before. And I think the biggest lesson, because, you know, I started acting before I cared about it or wanted anything out of it. And so, you know, probably a few years ago, I, I started to feel really empty because it just started to be something that I was making money doing but could not have cared about less. And, and I think it's very dangerous when specifically art becomes artless mm. because – the whole purpose of doing art is for the art. So if you're just acting for money, I, th- I think it's, it's not like I'm, I'm an accountant who doesn't love accounting. I think it's like acting is done for the art. So mm. I was feeling really empty. And in doing this documentary, I think I really learned what art is and how it's it can serve a real purpose. You know, I think a lot of people will go to like, oh, this thing I made really affects other people. But for me, the greatest value in art is the introspection that can come from it. Uh, obviously, I'm grateful anytime I do anything. Like grandfather, I work with all these great people. They're really, you know, nice and fun, whatever. But when you're really using the experience, and that's what I got most directly out of the documentary as a form of self-reflection and 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 learning more about life and learning more about what your purpose is in life – then all of a sudden, not only is it more useful to you, but it's more useful to hopefully the people who are consuming it. Mm. Do you feel that way at all? I mean, like, I feel like a comedian, one of the toughest lines to walk as a comedian is making people laugh versus making people think. Mm. And you see people, like, I see, this is, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like what I see in the best comedians is you see a lot of people in their early 20s are hilarious, able to write a joke. But to me, they don't become great until it becomes personal. And you see that happen later in life when mm-hmm. life just becomes more real. Mm-hmm. Probably this conversation, honestly, if we'd had this conversation even like six years ago, we would have just been joking around and laughing the entire time sure. but not actually said anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I No, I agree with you and that does come – really there's time it takes to realize that the way you were raised and, the, and your family and, and even the, the body and the psyche that you're stuck in is, is crazy or what's weird about it uh-huh. or at least at the very uh, least uh, different. Uh-huh. About it. it takes a while to figure that out. It's usually around 30 that you start figuring that yeah. out. Yeah. Well, the return say- to Saturn at that age. Do you know what that is? No. Saturn returns to the same point in its, at its, in its orbit every 30 years, and that's when we all kind of go through a redefining. I was very surprised that you left the astrology out of your bio data. Yeah, it, 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 because it wasn't significant in art. Like my parents don't care about it as oh, much. Oh, really? As much. Yeah. I mean, oh, I think very most Indian parents don't. But, but it just I depends. No There's idea. some people who care about it a lot. I thought that was the whole deal. It's a thing. But, you know, every Indian has their own version of this if they do it at all. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I guarantee Aziz has no idea what this is. Sure. Well, he does now because he's seen the movie. Well, That was Aziz. <laughs> that actually is Aziz. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> very, very good. And the final question, and sorry to cut us just a little bit short here, is mm-hmm. uh, 90 minutes. It's pretty long for you. It's you got a, a lot to time, do. Um, what, uh, what was the hardest time you laughed or the time you laughed the hardest for those of you? In life or during yeah. the movie? In just life. in life. Man. I mean, the person who makes me laugh the most is my mom. I know. Oh, I sound like such a pussy. No. Um, you just sound like Mark Wahlberg right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a Mark Wahlberg answer. Yeah. Just I mean, me and my I mom. I remember on opening mom day really? of Patel Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, <laughs> when my mom like, laughs. A great answer. 
Huh? In the, when my mom laughs. You all burged it. Yep. It makes me laugh. I don't know. Her laugh is so pure and maniacal, and obviously I love her. And when she laughs, I lose it. Yeah. In fact, we do this thing where, like, we've been doing a lot of, like, press together as a family, which, by the way, is the most fascinating thing. This, my dad's on Facebook. Filmed? You've got to see. Oh, my God. My dad's going through that Facebook phase. Yeah. You know, that we all went through when it first started. Where he's like obsessed with it and he's just checking likes all the time. And he's on our Meet the Patels Facebook page and like replying to people and marketing the movie. Anyway, um, we're sending them around. They're doing all this press. And one of the things that we had to do, we had our premiere, what, like a week and a half ago. And they're like, you know, we want you guys to all be laughing for this picture. And we had to do it like four times. And my mom just starts laughing. But then what happened is it turns into a real laugh. And then once, and then all of us start laughing harder and harder to the point where by the time we're done, we're all tears coming down our faces because it's just so funny. That's another spiritual exercise. Have you read about that Laughter stuff? Laughter yoga. Yeah. We do it on this show. Really? Yeah, it's one of the ways we have to Why didn't we do it? Look, see where it says fake laugh? Oh, did you think it was going to be like racist if we did it or something? Or? No, I've been saying puja table to you, for Christ's sake. You've <laughs> <laughs> been hinting, hinting at the laugh thing. Do you want to do it? It's a little game. I'd love to do it. Okay. We do a fake laugh, and when you start real laughing, you have to raise your hand, okay. which only makes it funnier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you look at each other while we do it? You have to look it? at me. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> this is also a Meisner. Te- you know what Meisner is? Yeah. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> I'm going to have a hard time because I love laughing. Me too. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. That was real. Now let's do maniacal thing laughter. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Oh, stop. Stop. Oh. oh, man. So that's a good hardest laugh story, and we did fake laugh to real laugh. Sometimes fans come up to me and ask to do that. Oh, does that, that get fun? exhausting? <laughs> yeah, it can be. What's the next move? You should do some like uh, serious stuff. <laughs> like well, spiritual, because well, comedians are really just people who like are like, like <clears throat> indirect philosophers yeah and at their best yeah I agree and then uh, yeah I'd like to go in that direction I, I'd you like could? To, yeah do we, we, like a TED talk what are you thinking? maybe or just I'm, like, I'm just like on a one man show? I, I want, I'm writing a book about oh that's great what's the book about? it's about spirituality? it's about yeah I love that yeah great <laughs> I love that man Dude, I don't think I think I think I think artists, you know, often we elude substance, and like it's like those two things are actually yeah, you, you, they can't exist without each other. Don't you feel exist. good now that we've laughed? I feel so much better. Why don't we start like it? <laughs> it's good. Why don't we start that. like this? I don't know. I'm you know, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but of you all made this me juice feel so when good. I came in here. No, oh, you gotta maybe get some raw protein in there, bro. Well, I got I got some. Uh, they also got this ten dollar gr- granola bar or whatever it is. And I, I don't like that for your fast. Well, no, it's really good actually. Is it raw? Here, have a piece. Is it raw? Just take a piece. Is it raw? Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, it's raw. Just me saying. Is yeah, it it's raw, raw. Over and over. Do you only eat raw? No, but I mean, it's going to be a little confusing for your system to. Yeah, yeah, it's raw. It's raw. Really good, right? Mostly it's coconut. Mostly coconut. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're you, psychotic. You said, you said it's mostly coconut first. <laughs> no, but we said it together, kind of. And we did say it together. It really made me laugh. That that is a psychotic laugh for um, sure. Oh, for Well, thanks for doing it. Thanks for uh, thank stomaching so my projection of discomfort onto you. I think it's a great movie. Thanks for thanks for having me. I, yeah. I mean, like, it's 
turned out to be really hard to get people to want to talk. I mean, I'm not famous or whatever, but like, I really appreciate how, how like you're very personal and you immediately just like reached out and like, you know, I don't know if it's because you love Becker or what, but like, I, I was really touched and, and even in listening, you know, having this conversation with you, but also listening to your show, like you're such a clearly like substantive, like I, I, I think what you're doing is important. I like where and, this is going. So I really admire <laughs> Yeah, no, and I'm serious. I appreciate you having me. Who knows if anyone's still listening to the podcast at this point, but they will. <laughs> you can give them a little test on but Twitter. You can say at show me the Ravi. Uh, you say at show me the Ravi. And what is something that we said during the podcast that was weird? Like so, a phrase. I feel like we said a lot of weird stuff. Didn't you we? just say like uh, shit. Tweet. Was I supposed to wear this the whole time? You could have tweet at show me the Ravi. Uh, I loved you on Outsourced, <laughs> and then and then people will know you listen to this point. Yeah, but I'll also know they're lying. I'm embarrassed that I didn't remember. What, was it the pilot? No, nah, man. I was in uh, a holy. It was called Holy. I think. I like that episode. Rajiv gets married. Well, I don't. I'm not as familiar with you the, didn't read the script. No. no, I usually don't do that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, man. Thanks so much for doing this it. This was so much oh, say, fun, man. Say keep it crispy. That's how we end. Keep it crispy. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com.